0: here's the secret a man should say please marry me I can exist without you because I'm capable I can I can exist fine without you but what's the point Hmm. Uh, my existence can be perfect but without you what's the point what's the point of being perfect The tragedy is that uh, sexual relationships were supposed to be intimate, Mm -hmm. and somehow it stopped. We've lost the intimacy. So now, sex is not intimate, and people are suffering from it, because that's not the way it's supposed to be. So the difference, to get right to the point... Mm -hmm. The difference between sex and intimacy today Mm -hmm. is that sex is about something. You want something, you want to experience something, that thing can be better, it can be worse, it can be... Intimacy means the connection between two people, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not something, just two people that are connected with no thing between them.
1: Well, people say that sex is about love and everybody keeps chasing love. Yes. yeah.
0: So here's, here's the shocking thing. <laughs> Most people will say that marriage, I mean, what is marriage? Marriage is love and sex. That's the marriage. What's shocking is that those are the two things that destroy marriage.
2: You say very interesting things. You say, don't marry the woman you love. It's too
1: late. (laughs) (laughs) Love
2: the woman you married.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's shocking. Let's put it very bluntly. If a man were to say to a woman, I want to marry you for your money. Would that be terrible? I want to marry you for your money. You have money. (laughs) I like money. It's a perfect match. <laughs> <laughs> you have what I like. Why, why is that so insulting? Why is that so unacceptable?
1: Because it's not for the person. It's, it's for something else. Right.
0: So, the inherent insult, which is really, it's really nasty. I want to marry you for your money literally means can I just have the money no? <laughs> I have to marry you okay I'll marry you <laughs> it's such an insult I'm marrying you for the money which means I don't want you I just want the money mm-hmm. but I can't get it without marrying you so okay. the same exactly is true with sex and love I just want your love do I have to put up with the rest of you? With your opinions, with your moods, with your personality shtick? <laughs> I don't want that. Just give me the love. Oh, I can't have the love without. Okay, I'll put up with you. But that's why, if the money disappears, you have no place in my life. I never really invited you. And the same is true with love. If you stop loving me or I stop loving you, what are you doing in my life who invited you anyway I just wanted the love
1: but then there's this whole big thing about keeping the love going
0: right which is just frustrating on top of frustrating <laughs> because it's not about love is just a thing like in fiddler on the roof have mm-hmm. asks Golda do you love me And she sings a song about 25 years I've washed your clothes I made your meals whatever what is she saying and at the end of the song she says if that's not love what is
1: mm-hmm she's so saying what she's, that she belongs to him
0: exactly you want to know whether I love you whether I'm giving you my love I gave myself to you all of me you have me for 25 years all you want to think about is love Love is just one thing, just one detail. So what we need to do is relearn the gift, the talent, the art of connecting to another person. To put it bluntly, before you get married, ask yourself a simple question. You really want somebody else in your life? (laughs) Somebody else means somebody who doesn't agree with you (laughs) You, you really you want somebody else in your life why in other words if you're good enough for yourself then why are you bringing somebody else in unless you're using that person to get something you want so it doesn't matter whether it's money love or sex you're using your spouse No wonder you're going to feel alone in the world. And here's the real tragedy. Happily married couples. I've done marriage counseling for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I got used to the idea that there are couples who don't like each other. Is that normal? Very normal. Do they suffer? Do they suffer? Yeah. Uh, Some of them enjoy it. They enjoy (laughs) the suffering, they they enjoy the (laughs) hatred and the fighting. They love it. But they really are angry at each other. Okay, so you try to work it out. But more recently, I noticed something scarier than that. Happily married couples. Mm -hmm. No complaints. Everything's working, everything's good. But they will each admit that there are moments... They feel completely alone in the world, and it feels terrible. If you're happily married, how could you be alone in the world? The answer is they are married to many things about each other. They're not married to each other.
1: Is their case lost, or can they somehow fix it?
0: Not only can they fix it, they desperately need to fix it, because it's not good for man to be alone.
1: It's terrible. Just men or women too?
0: Both.
2: You say marriage is not uh, an exchange of emotions, but what is it?
0: It's this fantastic talent that we have, that two people can become one two different people, not related, that's not kosher. (laughs) They have to be strangers, and yet they become more connected to each other than you are to your father, to your mother, to your brother, to your sister. The bond between a husband and wife is a deeper connection than any family relationship. Partly because it's voluntary, but also because it's... It's unique. You can't be one with your mother because your mother has a husband. (laughs) You're number three (laughs) if everything's good. You can't be one with your children because you have your spouse. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The child is number three. The only relationship in which you truly are number one is in marriage. You're the only one. So that bond is much stronger. And that's why the Torah says, therefore you should leave your mother and father and cleave to your wife. What's wrong with my mother and father? (laughs) I like them a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You're not one with your mother or your father. The only way you can be one is if you leave them because from them you get things and you cleave to your wife just to have her. So this this needs to be uh, explained or at least translated. What does it mean to connect to her? A husband connects to her, not to something about her. So if a husband says, I love everything about my wife, it sounds nice. (laughs) It's
1: worthless.
0: (laughs) It's worthless. So I ask him, you love everything about your wife. Do you love her? He says, I love everything about her. (laughs) I said, no, no. Do you love her? He says, what about her? I said, no. Not about her. Her. He said, "I, I, I don't know what you mean. What does that mean? If you take all things away, what's left? And that's a very insulting and uh, distancing thought. If I lose all things, you don't need me anymore? See, always women are asking, are you really there for me? (laughs) Are you accepting me for who I am? Mm -hmm. It's it's a very a very nice question but nobody knows what that means I'll accept you for who you am <laughs> <laughs> but who am you <laughs> nobody knows
1: but does everybody knows what it means to become one
0: everybody feels when it's not happening
1: okay. but
0: we don't understand it so we don't know what to ask for so the wife says are you really there for me and the husband says whatever you want she says, never mind. <laughs> he says, so what did, what did you start? What happened over here? Whatever you want, just ask. No, never mind. Why? I'm not asking for anything. I want to know if you're there for me. And the husband says, I'll do anything for you. And the wife said, no, we're not communicating. Forget it. So the husbands think wives just want to make you crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: and wives just walk around saying, Men don't get it. <laughs> and I mentioned, get what? Whatever you want, just say it. Listen to this amazing thing. When your husband is out of town, you miss him. Mm-hmm. You miss him. What about him are you missing? Not just him. He's not home. What happens the minute he walks into the house? <laughs> Suddenly, it's not about him.
1: Take out the garbage. <laughs> right.
0: right. Oh, now you can. Uh, did you pay the bill? Did you do this? Can you just miss him one more minute?
1: <laughs> Even though he's home. You know?
0: And the same when your wife is out of town. You miss her. <clears throat> and you know what that means. You don't miss something about her. You just miss her. So you do know what it means. Why does it stop the second she walks in the door? Why? Because we're so hung up on things. We get so distracted. For example, to be blunt about it, a couple were intimate. Afterwards, the husband asks, how was it? If he's Jewish, he says, no, how was it? (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, how was it? There was an it? There was just us. Who's an it? How did you bring an it into the bedroom? A bedroom doesn't allow any things. It's just a place for us. So what are you asking? Secondly, why do you need to ask? Where were you? (laughs) So you see, sex doesn't bring you together. Each one experiences their own experience, and they have to ask each other, as if they weren't there. (laughs) Sex does not bond you. It separates you. It's a thing that comes between you. So if you asked your grandmother, what happens in the bedroom? Your grandmother says, nothing, nothing. You say, come on, I'm old enough, you can tell me nothing. That's the right answer. That's the only correct answer. A bedroom is a place where no things, just us. Us with nothing separating us so we merge how can that be good or not good or better or worse there's no such thing we were together we have each other perfect but when you make it a thing well a thing it's a performance if you're a performance sometimes it's good sometimes it's not good (laughs) you can make people crazy so let me give you a quick example some guy is staring at me for... He comes over to me finally and he says, I'm just curious. When you sleep, do you sleep with your beard under the blanket or with your beard on top of the blanket? <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to be funny, right?
1: I want to be him. If That's all that bothers him.
0: <laughs> but I'm telling you, I couldn't sleep for a week. I <laughs> Because once you become self-conscious about something, <laughs> it doesn't work this way. It doesn't work this way. I, I couldn't figure out how. Do, how are you supposed to sleep? <laughs> you ask a, a, a married woman. The sex is good. You destroyed her. I, th- I thought it was. What am I comparing it to? Good, good, good for what? All of a sudden, nothing works. Then, then you read the magazine in the uh, supermarket, 14 secrets to a better sex life. <laughs> 14 <laughs> secrets that I don't know? I must have the worst sex life in the world. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everything is bad. Not good enough, how come? Blah, blah. You just ruined everything because you turned it into a thing. So here's the difference between our grandparents' marriages and our marriages. You always say, you know, they were really married. They would never get divorced. It was unheard of. And people say, oh, come on. They were miserable. They just didn't know how to get divorced. (laughs) Were they miserable?
2: Probably not.
0: (laughs) See, here's the difference. They had each other they were connected to each other they became one divorce yeah crazy (laughs) what would I do without her right but the things about her eh, didn't like so much so they argued about things why do you have to be like your mother why can't you be like my mother why do you have to do it this way do it that way they argued about everything but they had each other. We love everything about each other. We just don't need each other. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the flipped, exactly. So intimacy means there's something much more valuable than love, and that's called belonging. People are lonely they feel alone in the world and that's a health hazard it's a serious health hazard when you feel alone in the world your immune system fails and then you can get any whatever being being connected belonging to each other so much more powerful than love Love is so flimsy. And it separates people. <laughs> even even the, little, the little sentence, I love you. See how nasty that is? <laughs> is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I am the first word. <laughs> you are the last word. <laughs> so it's really all about me. I love you. Sometimes you're not even interested. I don't care. I love you. In other words, my love is about me, not about you.
1: Rabbi Friedman, I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Sorry to use that word in front of you, but (laughs) so everybody else knows (laughs) what I mean. (laughs) And people who are listening to us right now, probably a good better half, are probably thinking to themselves, ah, this old-fashioned rabbi is sitting there giving us some old-fashioned wisdom see he's telling us how good it was with our grandparents but we are so progressive these days we have it all we have the love we have the sex we know how to you know we live it up and you know that that was life that wasn't life now we are living it up you know what we're doing this is where it's at what would you say to that (laughs) those those
0: people (laughs) are the ones who know better than anybody That this is not a life. The love and the sex and the freedom and the, it, you would think, that that would make people happy. Even at least sexually satisfied. Sex is dying. In America.
2: Sounds scary. It is. (laughs) is.
0: People are really not interested in sex anymore. It's too embarrassing to admit it, so they play the game. But really it's not doing what it's supposed to do. So people are frustrated and disappointed, and the bigger the Playboy, the more he realizes nothing's nothing's happening.
1: So he's not the product of everybody's envy?
2: No. Uh, what do you say to people who come to you and say, excuse me, but I don't want to get married. I just i am happy with myself. Is my life pointless? Uh, do I have a right to live? I don't want to be married. I want to follow my own dreams in my career, etc., etc. What would you say to those
0: people? Okay, so <coughs> they make a lot of sense. We've been getting married simply on tradition. You're 18. Well, you should be married. <laughs> <laughs> why? Nobody ever asked that question and nobody ever answered that question. What do you mean, why? Because your mother's getting nervous. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to make your, your parents into grandparents. What? Mm-hmm. We really do need to understand why we get married. Why? So... The real question is, is a human being who is fully capable, fully functional, very intelligent, very resourceful, is that the optimal, best possible life? In other words, when the Torah says it's not good for man to be alone, really? (laughs) I think it's the best thing. (laughs) If you can be totally independent, isn't that perfect? Who says it's not good for man to be alone? Well, he doesn't know how to do his own laundry. That's the problem. If he could function on his own and not need anyone, would that not be perfect? Secular, for personal purposes, yes, yes. In fact, I don't understand how evolution made it necessary to have a mother and father to produce a baby. (laughs) That's too dependent. The the survival of the fittest should be people who can reproduce themselves by themselves. Then you're guaranteed.
1: (laughs) Well, we're kind of getting into that category these days, you know. I mean, with modern technologies, medical science and everything... You know, it can be alone, half a yes. family. Yes,
0: and, and if things have keep going baby. the way they're going, in a few years from now, a woman who has a baby will be considered primitive, horrible. You don't do that. <laughs> you go to a laboratory. You know, it's, it happens without, without all the pain and the ugh, ugh, old-fashioned. <laughs> um, so, s- if, if you're thinking secular... If we could be completely independent, it would be perfect. So what does it mean it's not good for man to be alone? It is good, if he can do it. So what the Torah is actually saying is that no matter how perfect you are, really perfect, not, not totally capable of living by yourself and that's when you can actually connect to another human being. That's not the end. That's when it starts. (laughs) When you're finished with yourself, Mm -hmm. now you are capable of connecting to another human being without anything, because you don't need anything. So you get married when you're perfect, not to become perfect, not because you're imperfect, That's usually what we think. You know, you can't do it all by yourself. You need a helpmate. (laughs) No. And where do we learn this from? God created the world. He is certainly perfect. There's no thing that he needs from his creation. And yet he creates the world. Why? Because if you're godly, being yourself is not enough. Even though you are perfect. But just me? What's the point? So let me put it this way. A man says to a woman, Please marry me. I I can't live without you. (laughs) Should she marry him or run away?
1: Run away. <laughs> Run away.
0: Because right? either he's lying, like this girl said, my boyfriend said that if I ever left him, he would kill himself. Men never do what they promise. <laughs> I left him. Can't trust men. So if, he, if he's just saying that he can't live without you, he's not honest. If he really means that he can't live without you he's not healthy (laughs) (laughs) go for therapy (laughs) on the other hand if a man says to a woman please marry me I can live without you honest man (laughs) nobody's gonna marry him
2: (laughs) but people do make mistakes and sometimes they marry uh, maybe wrong people uh, what would they do? Divorce is not an option.
0: Yes, of course, divorce is is available,
2: mm-hmm. not as
0: an option, as uh, absolute necessity. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. when you need it, you need it. There's no option. Right? Mm-hmm. So, what should a man say? Why is he marrying her? How does he propose? I can live without you I can't live without you what are we doing here here's here's the secret a man should say please marry me I can exist without you because I'm capable I can I can exist fine without you but what's the point <laughs> uh, my existence can be perfect but without you What's the point? What's the point of being perfect? It's so boring. Because <laughs> once you're perfect, you, you can't get any perfecter. <laughs> <laughs> so now, from now on, every day is going to be the same. How you doing? Perfect. <laughs> Anything new? No, <Nope>. perfect. <laughs> what do you want to do tomorrow? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so God says you know why I created the world cause I have to have someone besides me cause I'm perfect (laughs) so God comes to us and says I'm creating you because I'm all alone and perfect and that's not good enough so why do we get married not for some human need you don't get married out of need because then you're using your spouse. You want something from. You don't get married for things, you don't get married to become perfect, you don't get married for personal benefit at all. The first thing that happens when you get married is you give up. You give up your independence, you give up your private space, you give up your, your freedom to come and go whenever you, That's the first thing. So under the, under the chuppah, in the marriage ceremony, somebody should say, do you take this woman to be the one who will interfere with your existence? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing that's going to happen. If you're not ready for that, don't get married. So, why do we get married? Because when we are perfect that's when we discover what's the point so what so what only when we have another person in our lives and we can merge with that person then our existence becomes a life otherwise we're just existing perfect but so what so the desire to become perfect, to fix every flaw that I have, to work on myself, to go for therapy, discover every little tw- twitch in my, in my personality, in my emotions, and fix it, and fix it, and become the perfect human being, you're going to be so alone. <laughs> you're you're going to become suicidal. <laughs> so it's a dead end. The message is don't fix yourself. Nobody cares. <laughs> You're not perfect? We all know that. Nobody cares. What can you do for someone else? That's called get a life. Complete yourself, work on yourself, improve yourself. Come on. And, and in the end what are you gonna have? Just yourself? You're going to be depressed. So don't put so much work into it, it's not worth the effort, just recognize you're not perfect, you're damaged, you got all sorts of shtick and and you can be amazing for somebody else.
2: There are so many choices, how can you uh, see who is the one?
0: Good question. In order for ha- to have a healthy marriage, you need a male and a female. You need a giving and a receiving. Then you can become one. If you have two givers, all you're going to have is a fight. (laughs) If you have two receivers, nothing's going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Nothing's going to happen. You need giving and receiving. So just, you know, the, the expressions that we use that mean... Marriage is a give and take. No, no taking. Taking is abuse. There's no taking. There's giving and there's receiving. A man and a woman are sitting together, thinking if they should marry. What's going to determine it? He's very smart, she's very smart, they're both capable, they're both... Yeah, so... So, why should you marry each other? The thing that makes the difference is chemistry. Mm-hmm. Good chemistry. But again, in, in today's public media driven society, good chemistry means he's sexy. <laughs> or she's.
2: Oh, Allah, la, she's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is <laughs> sexy. That's not, that's not good chemistry. Good
0: chemistry means like this. He is sitting with a woman, Mm -hmm. and usually when he's sitting with a woman, he feels a little bit uh, challenged to make a good impression. Mm -hmm. What does she think of me? She's thinking, what does he think of me? Am I, am I coming across right? Or should I be a little more funny? Should I be a little more serious? What? And, and there's that tension, which some people enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, pl- the enjoyment of dating. You sit there and you play the game and, and, you, and you win her over and you trick her into thinking you're a mensch. <laughs> <laughs> Good chemistry means the guy is sitting with a, with a woman and he suddenly realizes... That he feels very good being himself. He feels like a man. She's doing that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, good chemistry is not how do I feel about you. Good That's chemistry that. means how do you make me feel about me? Mm-hmm. So, if he's sitting with her and he's thinking, I'm okay. I, I i could be a husband i i could take care of her for the rest of my life that's rare that's good chemistry she is thinking wow i'm really comfortable i feel like a woman i feel feminine i don't have to prove anything he's doing that
1: mm-hmm.
0: in other words his masculine energy is complementing her feminine energy. Mm -hmm. That is good chemistry. Get married quick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you say to young uh, people? Please uh, sexually experience each other before marriage, or wait, wait till the date?
0: Absolutely, wait. Wait? Because if you think you know what sex is, and then you get married, you're gonna be so confused. Because sex is basically pornography, today. It used to be serious, and like what's going on with the Me Too,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Me Too movement?
2: Mm-hmm. Men are
0: harassing women, mm-hmm. are 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 assaulting women, uh, abusing women. What? Well, so some people say, well, men don't respect women. Men have to have more respect for women. I don't think that's the problem. Some people say, people who have power Mm -hmm. abuse their power. Good morning, this has been going on since the beginning of creation. Mm -hmm. Of course, we all know power is corrupting. Nothing new. What's happening in today's society, and this is really important because if we make it a war between men and women, it's just gonna make things worse in the 60s men and women both decided and agreed that sex should be fun free free love free of what free Free
2: of charge. Free of charge, for sure.
0: (laughs) Free of commitment, free of emotional attachment, free of guilt, just free. Just come on, relax, have some fun. What's the big deal? So what happened is not men lost respect for women. Not even women lost respect for men, which they did, but that's a separate subject. What actually happened is, men and women lost respect for intimacy. It was intentional. Now, all these years later, women are waking up and say, excuse me, that was a little too intimate. And the men are thinking, really? I thought we were having fun. So what needs to happen, we need to regain respect for intimacy it's not free a free casual fun activity like somebody wrote a book if it's safe it's not sex <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that make sense
2: that's funny <laughs> 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 he, he meant emotionally
0: <laughs> so w- one we have we have a minute yeah yes. a these days st-
1: it can be anything though and physical too <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, quick story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We started a program for women in Minnesota in 1970. A crash course on Judaism. So who came to the program? The women who in the 60s were the radical s- political activists. You know, they were anti-establishment. So... They were not the type to uh, make up their hair or to use makeup or to worry about their looks. They were against that. So they kind of neglected. There was this one woman who went very, very far, neglected herself terribly, terribly. The other women didn't want to share a room with her. So during the program, one day she said, can I talk to you privately? So we went into this room, which was my office. It was not an office. It was a a big closet, just enough enough for two chairs and a desk. She was sitting near the door. She closed the door. I said, leave it open a little bit. She said, why? I said, because a man and a woman should not be alone in a room with no windows and the door closed. She started to cry. I mean, cry. Sobbing. I thought I had insulted her or something. Finally, she says, this is the first time anyone ever treated me like a woman. Now, here's the point. If intimacy is a matter of intention, when I'm in the mood, I'm intimate. When I'm not in the mood, it's not intimate. If that were the case, Mm -hmm. she could close the door. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing intimate happening here.
2: I have a question. Why am I not allowed to shake your hand? Same reason. It's intimate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're going to have my baby, (laughs) don't touch me. (laughs) In other words, if you start intimacy, it's intimate. We're not intending to be intimate, so let's not start.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because look what happened. Shaking hands, come on, it's nothing. Right. A hug, a hug, come on, it's nothing. A kiss, yeah, <laughs> a kiss, we're a bit friendly. friendly. So uh, eventually, nothing is intimate. Like a, a guy, a guy's cheating on his wife, mm-hmm. and uh, the wife says, "How could you do this?" He says, "It was just sex, <laughs> right?" You ever had this excuse? With her, it's it's just sex. No, don't worry about it. <coughs> oh, so that's not intimate either. <laughs> so the result is yeah. what? When are you intimate? When you're in the mood? When you're intending to be intimate? when that's what you're looking for so now a man meets a woman he's in the mood she's not there's gonna be problems here the truth is intimate is real when you close the door and there's a man and a woman in the room that's intimate I don't feel intimate that's cause I'm dull it doesn't change the intimacy. Intimate is intimate. A friendly touch is intimate. You don't feel it?
1: Well, go for therapy. Some people will, will say um, that Jewish people are like that because they lack self control. So, not for something to happen, you know, let's not even push it. See, but that's a mistake.
0: The reason we're not allowed to be alone in a room. Is not because who knows what you're going to (laughs) do. No. Being alone is powerful. It's an intimacy. Nothing else has to happen. It's already intimate. You don't feel it? Whoa. You better go see somebody.
2: (laughs) In this modern digital world, what uh, should we do to get closer to each other?
0: So it's amazing that no matter who I talk to, Jew, non-Jew, liberal, conservative, when they ask, so what's a good way to get to the intimacy? You'll be surprised how powerful this little suggestion. I say, don't ever be intimate with the lights on. The most liberal, the most. They say, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No lights. Wow. Intimacy may not be in light. There may not be any sounds, music or whatever. And you're not allowed to talk during intimacy. So imagine you don't see anything you don't hear anything, and you don't say anything, then what are you doing?
1: Meditating.
0: (laughs) Where are you? (laughs) You're completely there. As soon as you turn on the light, you're going to see something. The intimacy is gone. If, If there's music playing, you're hearing something distracted you from the intimacy.
1: So you have to make extra effort to be in the zone, sort of.
0: But, but it's a process of elimination.
1: Mm-hmm. You don't
0: have to do anything heroic. Just stop messing up. <coughs> For example, the experts say that if you want to fantasize, a mm-hmm. married couple, they want to fantasize about somebody else while they're being intimate. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. that is so degrading it is so insulting I I can't um, I can't believe intelligent people can can really think like this
1: yeah that can really make you feel alone if he's thinking about somebody else yes
0: and then what does that do to your children who are born from that kind of fantasy
1: look like the other guy I don't know (laughs)
0: It's scary. (laughs) If the television is on in the bedroom, and it usually is, which is why you shouldn't have a television in the bedroom, and a baby is born, he has a hard time concentrating.
2: Thank you so much. So the kid
0: comes home and says, I have a hard time (laughs) concentrating. And the father should say, yeah, I wasn't exactly concentrating either. I was (laughs) listening to the football game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Reverend Friedman, this this was such a treat for us. It's amazing. I mean, honestly, having a radio just to see you here in 3D rather than, on my flat screen on my iphone is is amazing it's worth everything um just want you have
2: a great sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> and why are you surprised <laughs> <laughs>
1: i just want to give you a little plug that if anybody wants to see more and hear more of you you have a website that's good to know that people can google and find you there you're on youtube uh rabbi menis friedman channel um and there is a wonderful book that just came out. The you of intimacy? So if somebody wants to get a little bit deeper into the topic that we spent our show on today, even that not is the religious people, right? Everybody, I think, uh, can benefit mm-hmm. from this book. Which one of your books got endorsed my endorsement by uh, Bob Dylan? And how I I was like blown away a little bit by that. <laughs> Did you meet him?
0: Yeah, he's from Minnesota. Uh huh. And I live in Minnesota, so yeah, we had. Uh, It was the only thing he ever endorsed. Wow. Yeah. And that book is called Doesn't Anyone Blush Anymore?
1: Which I'm sure also has to do a lot with intimacy. Yes. It's next on my reading list. So, yeah, um, again, we thank you so much for the opportunity to introduce you to our listeners and to have this amazing time here in our studio with you. It was a pleasure.
2: Let's get closer to to each other and turn off the lights. (laughs) You're going to get us in trouble, (laughs) Daniel. Thank you very much, Daniel. Thank you. No
0: more alone. (laughs) We have a Sunday night program for VIPs that you might be interested in. It's informal. It's questions and answers. It's conversation. It's really relaxed. It's really pleasant, enjoyable, informative and uh, kind of community-like. It's a Sunday night program, there's a um, Wednesday morning program for the VIPs, and there's a Wednesday night program. All of it, just conversation, casual, laid back, unscripted. So join us, take a look, click uh, the link below and see which which of the three suits you best, and join us for some enjoyable conversation.